I love my dog, and because she's recently had three surgeries for cancer, I've had some sleepless nights. It looks like she's going to be alright, but I'm tired. So I thought about taking naps. Well, I really thought about napping after Nima sent me a chart of the value of different length naps and asked me if that information were true. As chronic kidney disease patients, most of us have sleep problems. For a while, I experienced interrupted sleep. That seems to have magically disappeared. Not so, the sleep apnea which will be my constant companion for life, and why I wear the mandibular advancement device every night. Then there's insomnia and let's not forget restless leg syndrome. I know, I'm rushing again. I think I'll start to slow down by explaining the difference between insomnia and interrupted sleep. As I wrote last week, according to Wikipedia, which is open to the general public for editing, this is the definition. Segmented sleep, also known as divided sleep, bimodal sleep pattern, bifurcated sleep, or interrupted sleep, is a polyphasic or biphasic sleep pattern where two or more periods of sleep are punctuated by periods of wakefulness. Insomnia, on the other hand, according to the Mayo Clinic at http colon slash slash www.mayoclinic.org slash diseases conditions slash insomnia slash basic slash definition slash con 20024293 is a persistent disorder that can make it hard to fall asleep, hard to stay asleep or both, despite the opportunity for adequate sleep. With insomnia, you usually awaken feeling unrefreshed, which takes a toll on your ability to function during the day. Insomnia can sap not only your energy level and mood but also your health, which is already compromised by chronic kidney disease, work performance and quality of life. I've never discussed restless leg syndrome so we'll need a definition of this, too. MedicineNet at http colon slash slash www.medicinet.com slash script slash main slash art.asp? Article key equals 16440 tells us this is an uncomfortable, creeping, crawling, tingling, pulling, twitching, tearing, aching, throbbing, prickling, or grabbing, sensation in the calves that occurs while sitting or while lying down. The result is an uncontrollable urge to relieve the uncomfortable sensation by moving the legs. Restless leg syndrome is a common cause of painful legs. The leg pain typically eases with motion of the legs and becomes more noticeable at rest, worsens during the early evening or later at night, and may cause insomnia. Whoa, there's a lot keeping us up at night. Well, what about napping? I found this wonderfully explanatory chart on the web. What I truly liked about it is all the attributions at the bottom. I didn't know much of this and found it too enticing not to share the entire chart with you. The source is positive med at http colon slash slash positiveem.com slash 2012 slash 09 slash 17 slash napping slash. As to the best way to nap, HPRC, Human Performance Resource Center, a Department of Defense initiative under the Force Health and Protection Readiness Program, at http colon slash slash hprconline.org slash mind tactics slash sleep optimization one slash sleep optimization strategy slash nap to be at your best mentally has the simplest, most direct answer. The bottom line? Your brain requires sleep to function optimally. If you do not get the recommended 7 to 8 hours of sleep each night, then napping will reduce your sleep debt. Nap when you can and as long as you can to get the 7 to 8 hours of sleep you need every 24 hours. No fuss, no bother, just do it. This common sense approach to napping has me reconsidering. If my body needs it, tells me so, and makes it difficult to function without sleep, why not nap? Something else that's been keeping me awake is converting the book of blogs, moderate stage chronic kidney disease from digital to print. I don't mind this at all. My brain is bursting with ideas about this and I'm eager to get to the editing. I'm laughing at myself forever thinking this was going to be a piece of cake. It's a print book, for goodness sake.
that means all the click-throughs and web addresses need to go. Yet, the sources of whatever I use that someone else wrote must remain clear. Thank you, thank you, thank you to all the readers who have dropped me notes that they're already enjoying the digital copy of the book. I hope you were all able to make use of the two-day discount price of $.99 to celebrate the publication of my second chronic kidney disease book. While Amazon is terrific at coming up with ways to keep the book affordable, I won't be able to do another low price or free day until April according to the contract I signed. Keep in mind that you can lend it for free for 14 days if you are a member of Kindle Unlimited. Once I finish editing the book of blogs, moderate stage chronic kidney disease for print, and you know I'll be sure to let you know when the print version is available, be on the lookout for a box set of this second book and my first about our disease what is it and how did I get it? Early stage chronic kidney disease. And this is where I start asking you for reviews. I realize it's early days, to borrow a phrase from Downton Abbey, yet, but I would appreciate a review on Amazon when you finish the book. Amazon.com will be my only distributor for this book. Until next week. Keep living your life.